Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast. We are your hosts, Alexa and Sydney, and we are so excited to have you here with us today. Get ready to connect to your soul and start healing within. Today, our guest is Laura Parkinson. Laura is an advanced EFT tapping practitioner who has a Bachelor of Social Work. Laura is a self-love advocate, conscious business coach, quantum numerologist, and universal laws coach who is on a mission to support the elevation of humanity. She is the founder of Self Love Rebel, a light-filled community of highly sensitive women with a call in their hearts to create visionary businesses and lives that are aligned with their own unique purposes in ways that create healing, impact, and income, and feels blissfully fulfilling. Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, Laura, and thank you so much for joining us today. Aw, thank you so much for having me. I've never heard anyone read my bio before. <laughs> that was really a cool experience. Thank you for that. It's amazing. You have so many things that you do that are here to help the world. And you started off as a so in social work. And mm-hmm. how did you find your way to your career change? Yeah, well, you know, I think that a lot of um, highly sensitive and intuitive people would identify probably as empathic on some level. And I believe we kind of spend our life muddling our way through trying to um, express this like call on our heart to, you know, do something that feels purposeful. And in the process of that, I think we're meant to like get it wrong over and over and over again. And so I very much came to, um, social work, uh, from, from this place of wanting to help, but also wanting to like prove myself and, and believe that I am now good enough. I am worthy. Right. I, I really like wore that social work title, like a badge of honor. Like, look, I'm doing something that most people really don't want to do because it's really hard work. Um, but there are aspects of that work that I loved, like loved, 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 right? Like the connecting and, and the meeting people where they were at and being able to, um, hear somebody's story and really feel that with them and offer, you know, um, just support or guidance and even witnessing that with them. Like there were so, like, there were so many things, but what was actually happening was I, um, I was, I was taking on a lot of, a lot of that for myself and it was seeping into other aspects of my life. And it was, um, really hard to acknowledge that maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be, but my identity was so tied with it. And what ended up happening was I was looking for something to supplement my income because the other thing that happens in a lot of helping professions is you don't make a lot of money. And so, uh, we had reached this point in, um, in our finances where I was suddenly the main breadwinner of our family and, um, I couldn't support my family on my social work income. So I had to look for something else to do. And what do women look for something else to do on the side of their full-time employment and full-time mothering? I've got two boys. They look for like a network marketing opportunity, right? Like some sort of side hustle, they call it. And so I did that. And I found that in that business, I could actually apply a lot of these same skills 
And a lot of the parts that I loved the most out of being a social worker, like those things I named before about connecting and supporting people, it was an essential oil company that I, that I segued to. And so I felt kind of like I was still helping people. I was like introducing them to this plant medicine and still serving in that way. But I now no longer had to take on all like the big, like trauma and the emotional stuff. So that um, was the stepping stone to get out of social work. And then from there, I discovered a whole other sort of um, ball of trauma, like winding up, so to speak, of all of these women who were, I saw myself in, who were looking for this purpose and looking for a way to serve. Um, but sales is a tough place for that. Uh, so that was the trauma uh, in that business was the sales stuff. And, you know, these women who just have these huge hearts who were being told you aren't good enough. Something is wrong with you. It's working for everybody else. Why isn't working for you? Sell more, hustle more, work harder. Um, and from there, that's where this self-love rebel movement was born from because all of these women were beating themselves up but they were trying to do business within this really gross, like old paradigm, patriarchal sales model that was never meant to really be carried forward much farther than now. And so um, long, oh my gosh, I'm so long-winded, I'm sorry. So I ended up being introduced to tapping as a way to support myself. And I recognized really quickly that, wow, not only is this serving me in such a huge way, but this can serve these women too. And they can break free and feel better about themselves and like, let go of all of this garbage that they have taken on from other people and from this business. And that's where my tapping business was created. Wow. I think I kind of had, well, I guess a similar, but different story. Like, um, I went through, a pretty major trauma a couple of years ago and I was in I, I am a nurse but I was nursing at the time and so I've been off on leave and I kind of made an attempt to go back to work this summer and I just had a really hard time and you know the reason I went into nursing was because I wanted to care for people and wow. I am like you know an empathetic person and but going back after what I went through I realized like this is just not you know it's not making me happy anymore. I don't feel like it's really what I should be doing anymore. And so, you know, I'm hoping I'll be able to eventually figure out kind of like you did exactly, you know, whereabouts I want to work and maybe use my experience through trauma and loss as well to like, you know, help other people. So I'm really, really interested to hear more about um, what EFT tapping is and how it works. I've never um, like I've been to counseling and done some EMDR and things. So I don't know if it's similar to that, but I'm just wondering kind of what yeah. it is. And yeah, I think both of us don't really know other than what we've read on your website. So yeah, sure. So EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques, and it contains elements of EMDR, NLP, um, internal family systems, uh, hypnosis, uh, traditional Western talk therapy, all of these things are embodied in this emotional freedom technique. So um, also known as tapping. So what we do is we tap on acupressure points on the body 
while we actually voice out loud, so we use our own sound current, we ideally use our own words for like what is going on for us. And we speak them out loud while we tap on the acupressure points. And this beautiful thing happens just like, you know, when you go to the acupuncturist and you can like, you feel different after, or maybe you even are those people who you can like feel the energy, like shifting and moving in your body. Yeah. People report similar experiences with tapping only because you're also speaking out loud. You're, you're allowing these, um, you know, these feelings and these experiences, these, in some cases, traumas to be seen and heard and felt in a way that you haven't before, we can really tap into the subconscious. We can also really tap into the energy and where it's stored in the body so that it can, it can be free. It can be free to shift and change. And, you know, um, energy doesn't ever get destroyed. So it's going to transmute. It has to transmute. It has to turn into something else. And we can direct that. We can direct where we want that to go with EFT. Um, it's also incredibly soothing for the nervous system. So uh, anyone who has, you know, struggles with anxiety, you know, anywhere on that spectrum from chronic to like just here and there, it is going to help bring your nervous system into rest repose where your body systems will then be able to have the vital energy they need to heal themselves. So, so the body begins to heal. Um, people tend to notice more like energy and vitality as this beautiful side effect of also doing this emotional healing um, with EFT. And I'm assuming then like you can do these sessions for people through zoom and you just tell them where to tap or is it in person? Yeah. So I actually, I very rarely tap in person yeah. only ever. I've only ever tapped in, in, in person with somebody a couple times. Um, I actually prefer, like, I like this sort of, I mean, I like being with people, don't get me wrong, but there's also something sort of like quote unquote safe feeling about being via zoom that I think people enjoy. And, um, so yeah, we, I tap on zoom. I tap one-on-one -on -one with people. It's really beautiful, deep healing work. So with tapping, we can stay really surface and still get a really powerful impact, um, and then we can also, I like to do something that I, I've, I call quantum tapping. So we can actually go back in time. We can go back to an experience from the past, like a trauma from the past. And you can be there now as you resourced now supporting your younger self so that she can make a different meaning of that experience. And when she makes a different meaning of that experience, it has a different somatic impression in the body. And so we can really powerfully transform um, our perceptions of experiences from the past so that they are no longer holding us back in the present moment. Um, and we can even go into the future. We can like go and talk to our future self who, you know, we're envisioning is like, she's figured it out. She's not a nurse anymore, but what is she doing? Like, look at what she's doing now. How does she feel? You can go and you can talk to her. You can ask her questions. How did you get here? You know, what advice do you have for me? And then you can bring it back to this present moment and then, you know, make those changes or allow your life to unfold in that way. Um, so, oh my gosh, what did you ask me about tapping in person? So <laughs> I'm like so passionate about this. We can talk forever about it. I'm so sorry. 
No, it's amazing that like you're so knowledgeable and you can tell your passion is there. And we <laughs> love that. We love that we get to have these conversations uh, like weekly with people who are so passionate about what they're doing and to ask questions about the things that we either haven't tried or know very little about. I have tried a little bit of tapping actually on another podcast I was listening to um, and they did like a little mini session of it so I've tried just that little bit and it's super cool um I haven't looked into it any further since then uh, because I think we've been diving into so many different things that my direction is not entirely there but when I did do it it was like these separate like I remember tapping on the forehead the chin um what are the main points that are on the body that we can access these energy through Totally. So different practitioners, depending on how they're trained, they'll use slightly different points. Um, I use nine main points. So we tap on the top of the head. So because I know this is a podcast, I'm going to try to describe these points so that people who can't see what we're doing. So you're just using the tips of your fingers, you know, two, three fingers, how you're not going to miss the point. Um, you know, you're going to hit it. So right up on the top of the head, like kind of at the crown, and then we tap on the eyebrow points. I know it feels a little bit silly, but after a while it gets normal and it feels good. So whatever. Um, so we tap on the eyebrow points. So this is like right where the eyebrow meets and just above on the bone there, just tap, tap the side of the eye. So this is not at the temples. This is at the bone. Yeah, you got it at the side of the eyes underneath the eyes. So again, on that bone underneath the eyes, just tapping really gently with the tips of the fingers underneath the nose. So this is that little space between the nose and the top lip underneath the mouth. So this is like that divot in the chin, just tapping with a couple fingers there. And then we tap on the collarbone point. So if you can locate those, your collarbones, those two little nubby bones, and you go down about an inch and out an inch. And again, I like to suggest that people tap with all four fingers on that collarbone point. This tends to be a really powerful point for a lot of people. They tend to really feel energy moving from this point. So also on this point, you can apply a little more pressure. Like you don't need to be so precious about it like you do on your face. Um, and it can really help get that energy moving. And then we tap underneath the arms. So this is about four inches down from the armpit for most women. This is like on the bottom of the bra line. And so you just tap with the tips, of the fingers there underneath the chest. It's just down from the nipple line. Also along the bra line for women. This is the, um, this is the liver point. So this is really great. If you're feeling like angry, frustrated, like ragey, sort of lashing out energy, that's a great one to release that energy. And then we tap the wrists together. So just gently tapping the wrists together. Um, and that's the, that's like the circuit. And we start with what's called a setup phrase. And that's on this point called the side of the hand. So it's in that fleshy area, just down from the pinky on the side of the palm of the hand. And we tap with the other hand on that side of the hand. And that helps to prepare the body um, for energy to move. It gets, it gets us our energy sort of like set up and ready. So cool. Even just doing that, I can feel like, especially you were saying the chest one, I could really feel a lot of energy moving, doing that. And it's amazing because we're really not like, it doesn't feel like you're really doing much, but yeah. the fact that this technique can be used for, um, so much healing. And so
what would you say are some of the main things that your clients would come to you for, for tapping? Uh, well, you know, I, like I said, I work with women mainly mm-hmm. and I tend to work with women who at some, on some level have a desire to share their wisdom, gifts, and skills with the world. So whether that turns into like a business or not. Um, and so some of the things that they have in common are feelings of unworthiness, not enoughness, fear about using their voice, fear about like being seen, um, and really like believing in themselves. And most of the time that stems from childhood and the ways that they, um, made meaning of the world around them but you can really tap on anything in my group work. So um, I think that was one of the things you asked me too. like, do I, you know, I tap on zoom, I tap on zoom a lot. And I also do a lot of Facebook lives because I tap with groups. And so there's something in EFT called borrowing benefits. So even if the topic that we're working on, you're like, well, I don't know if those are the words that I would choose. And I don't know if that's super relevant for me, you will still borrow benefits. Like your, your body will know what to do. The energy will know what to do. Um, but you can, you can tap on anything. You can, you can tap on a food craving. You can tap on a fear. You can tap on a limiting belief. You can tap on a trauma. You can use tapping for affirmations. So you can tap to like create a buzz in the body to, to get a flow of energy, to feel motivated, to feel powerful, purposeful, all those things. Yeah. I mean, really the sky's the limit. I tap with my kids. So, um, my boys are seven and nine now. And so we tap before bed, if they're feeling scared or, you know, if they don't want to go to school or something's bothering them, like you can just, you can use tapping for anything. That's so cool. Um, so is it, is the meridian points, they work similarly then to like Chinese medicine, acupuncture, is that kind of where they come from or is it a little different because you're using fingers instead of needles? It's where they come from. It's where they're informed from, but this is obviously like a much more simplistic application of acupressure for sure. Right. I mean, um, Chinese acupuncture and and acupressure have there's like so many points, mm-hmm. but yes, this is, it all originates, um, from, from there. So Laura, you're a business coach, quantum numerologist and universal laws coach. Could you elaborate a little bit more on these as well? And what you offer clients for each of these? Sure. Um, so I am a conscious business coach because, um, really informed by my training and trauma and also by my years in network marketing and, um, and just this recognition that, you know, we have moved out of the, this Piscean age and into this age of Aquarius, which is really, um, an opportunity to integrate more of this divine feminine energy instead of being like, so focused on this masculine energy. And so that's really what I endeavor to do with my conscious business coaching is, you know, helping women to create businesses that feel in integrity, which can actually be a difficult thing because we're super bombarded with a lot of noise and information about how to do business because we've really only ever done business this one way. Um, so that that's where my conscious business coaching 
really sort of came to life was figuring out this way to do business where we didn't have to um, compromise our integrity or our alignment in that process. Um, and also recognizing that like our, our business as an entrepreneur, it's not separate from who we are. We cannot compartmentalize being an entrepreneur from also um, being like a best friend and a daughter and a wife and a mother and um, a flawed human being and, you know, carrying this trauma and that trauma and having that desire in our heart can't compartmentalize that. So conscious business allows us to bring all of those pieces to, um, to our business and honor all of those parts of us, which is why, um, you know, we have to be willing to heal and be committed to our evolution while we also are committed to moving our message or our product or whatever we're passionate about forward. They go hand in hand. So that's the other thing with conscious business. They, they go side by side. Um, yeah. So we're not just focused on business. We're not just focused on healing. We do them both together. And in that way, we're actually significantly more efficient with our time and our energy. And so my clients see results faster um, because we've got all of that momentum behind us through conscious business. Right. Yeah. So that's how that shows up. Yeah. And do you work with like, is it typically within like healing modalities that you help these women with, or is it like a whole array of things? So I work with women who are also coaches, EFT tapping practitioners, Reiki masters, quantum or numerologists, um, healers, change makers of some sort. Yeah. Those are the women that I work with. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. And it makes sense like to look at this full spectrum of like your business is not outside of you. It is a part of you and really integrating that in, in the, like you say, the feminine way, right. Where we have these structures. And I know just for myself and my job, I do environmental work and it's very masculine work. Like I work with, well, in my office, surprisingly predominantly women in my office, but when I'm out in the field doing my daily activities, it's predominantly men. And so like trying to figure out the flow in that, if we want it to kind of fit into that feminine category, if we're going to categorize things, which is not Again, <laughs> that's not that's a paradox um, in itself. Um, but yeah, it's like for me trying to then have that flow in my days in working with these structures is sometimes really difficult. And so wow. I think the work that you're doing is it's so important to just remember that we we should be integrating these. Um, these, what we do for work into the other aspects of our lives. Yeah. And, you know, there, there is like a bit of a fine balance because we also don't want to create work environments where, you know, people are just complaining about their problems all the time. Right. Or, you know, crying at their desk. I mean, you know, there's a time and place for that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, it's about stewarding our energy and being able to, you know, show up at work as an environmentalist, like in the field with these other men, but not have to hide the fact that you're a woman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not, not, yeah. Like not have to, um, use the same language and like adopt that body language just so you can fit in. Like, these are the kinds of things that are shifting and that, you know, we are kind of being asked to take responsibility for them in a new way. 
so that we can, yeah, like bring more of that divine feminine energy in, which is, it's a powerful energy. It's, it's not, you know, I think a lot of people think feminine energy, they feel like it's, it's sort of like a weak energy, but I think that, that, you know, paradigm is crumbling. It's a very powerful energy. Yes. Yeah. I think it's good for people to know. And I think more people are waking up spiritually, spiritually as well. And so I think people are going to become more aware of that also moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's like a lot of figuring that out, which is okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be, I don't need to claim to be an expert on anything because I'm not, but I am going to claim to be willing to be curious and open and, you know, be open to the possibilities of seeing all of this stuff at work in my life and deciding what I want to do with it. Exactly. And Laura, how long have you been doing this work? Like I, I have realized in a lot of the people we've talked to, there's like this shift just over the last couple of years, it seems like, um, is this fairly new for you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was certified as an advanced tapping practitioner only three and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty new, pretty fresh, yeah. but, um, you know, I think when you, you know, like I was saying before, and, you know, kind of along with what Sydney was saying that she became a nurse for these certain reasons. And even though nursing doesn't feel like the thing for her, her anymore, there are still aspects of that job that she's meant to carry forward in a different way. And so every time you kind of go through an evolution of that, it's going to go faster and faster and faster. So I've had all of these experiences of all these things, right. That led to like social work, which was a big one. And then, you know, being a leader in network marketing, which was a big one. So then when I landed into tapping, it just like went so fast. Right. Cause I, I just had so much more clarity and so much more. In there. Sorry, my dogs. Um, <laughs> but just knowing like that you had all that experience and then finding something that you knew was a fit. Like, I think that's something that both Sydney and I are kind of exploring right now is we're, we're trying out different workshops and we're talking to different people and all of these interesting things that we're finding along the way. And um, like I know for Sid, especially right now, it's like, where do I want to go with this? And where is the next step? Right. So um, yeah, just exploring and figuring out what is a full body. Yes. Yeah. to These things. And the more you follow that thread, the more those pieces of the puzzle fit together. Right. So like, we don't need to keep cr- trying to cram ourselves like these puzzle pieces where they clearly do not fit. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, we just, the more we stay in alignment and we listen to that internal voice, the um, easier it is for all of those pieces to click together for sure. For sure. And is, is a numerology a new thing for you or have you been doing that for a while then also? No. So yes, new, totally new. Um, I, I took numerology for the first time over a year ago, and it wasn't until I um, started working with somebody else that you've had on the podcast, actually, Jessica Serrato, who is a advanced quantum numerologist and energy strategist. She's freaking fabulous. She is. Um, Yeah. Like she, so her and I have been working together for quite some time and I took one of her numerology courses and it blew my mind. And so now I for sure incorporate numerology way more in my business. I don't offer 
paid readings. Um, at least not yet. Maybe I will. I don't know. But for me, it's about having that sort of like insider scoop about someone and their unique potential code in this lifetime. And so that our work can be just that much more efficient, right? Like I can understand, you know, what are these overarching personality traits that, um, that they're working with or that they want to come forward? What is their purpose in this lifetime? Like it gives us so much insight about that. So I use it, I use it with my clients. And then sometimes I'll throw stuff up about it on social media. If I'm feeling particularly like buzzing about something, I'll share about it, but that's kind of as far as it goes in my business right now. Well, I just had a, actually, I won a reading with Jessica a couple weeks ago and it was amazing. Like just the, the details for, um, I was trying to sort through something at the time and like how she was able to pinpoint what was going on in my life without even like saying anything. I think, yeah, numerology has so much value. And like you say, it's like, you can draw it in with your clients without actually really needing to offer that service but just to have it as a tool in absolutely the other work that you do yeah I mean it's really cool just to know in general you know what's the ruling number of your boyfriend or of your kids or your boss right like there's lots of different ways that you can you can use it to your advantage for sure yeah and I think a lot of these like areas especially like um, and spirituality and energy work, they kind of all do overlap a little bit, right? So it definitely mm-hmm. doesn't hurt to like, you know, have a few different things under your belt. If there's people who are like, even for us, I feel like when we figure something out, there might be like a couple things that we're both kind of interested in doing or learning about moving forward. And it's so cool how it's kind of all connected. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's about following what I'm passionate about. And when I took Jessica's numerology course um, called Next Level Numbers, that was just a gift for me. Like that was, it wasn't a business expense, right? It wasn't like, oh, this is going to get me something. Mm -hmm. It was really about, yeah, following those breadcrumbs of what's interesting for me. Um, And it was similar with universal laws as well. So um, I don't know if you guys know much about universal law, uh, I think the thing that m- the the law that most people are familiar with is the law of attraction. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean that and that's great. I think it's wonderful and people can learn about any of the laws. Um, but there are many universal laws. and we when we understand how those laws interact with each other and how the universe works, we can align, um, much more seamlessly and again, efficiently and efficiency is something that I'm really like, that's important to me is to, you know, I don't, I don't want to dick around. Right. I just kind of have this one experience as a human in this form in this lifetime. And so I want to be efficient with my time. And so universal laws helps us to, um, be efficient and, and, you know, communicate with the universe efficiently and use universal law to our fullest advantage, which is in my view, what we're, we're meant to figure out here, um, in earth school. (laughs) (laughs) Totally earth school. We're here to like figure out as much as we can and learn uh, enough lessons that maybe we don't come back here another time. So (laughs) (laughs) 
And I think like us and a lot of other people probably know about the law of attraction, but what are some other ones that are like maybe more common that you would talk about or people might know about? Um, Because I feel like that's maybe the only one that I know about, but just curious, what are some of the other ones? Yeah. So there's like the law of one. So where, you know, we're all one, we're all connected and, you know, the law of one it really bends our mind to consider like, how are we all connected? Like, how am I potentially connected to somebody who could possibly do really awful things on this planet? How am I connected to somebody that I feel like I can't relate to at all? Um, so the law of one is important because this whole experience on planet earth is a mirror. And so, you know, we mirror in others um, what we see or don't want to see in ourselves. And so when we consider the law of one, it allows us to be able to recognize why shitty things happen on this planet. And not that we need to be okay with those actions or that those things happen. Um, but we don't actually need to judge them. We don't need to make this meaning that, you know, something is bad, we can accept that I can still send love to, you know, to that person or to that thing or, or whatever is happening. I can still send love because law of one states, you know, if I send anger, if I send hatred, if I send, right. If I like, I'm just sending like, ah, that is going to create more of that Mm -hmm. all one. So I'm going to send love That way I can experience more love and see that mirror of love in the world around me. That's how we're going to change it. So that's one law that you are engaged in all the time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, with everything going on in the world too right now, like, I think that's the one thing I'll say is like, you know, we need to just send more love to people. Like there's so much stress and tension and anger and like just you know not hate but like you know there's one side and the other right now and we do need to just come together as one and we had someone else we were talking about COVID and she was saying like you know this is kind of what we needed to like break this cycle of what was happening before and like reset things basically and hopefully you know, it's been a crappy couple of years, but maybe this is what we needed to like really appreciate one another and being able to connect and go out and do things. And, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. So another law is the law of polarity. Mm-hmm. Right? We live on a polarity planet. The more darkness is amplified, the more light is amplified, the more hate is amplified, the more love is amplified, the more fear more love. So, you know, that's another place where universal law is like, oh my gosh, it's so present. And COVID really helped to amplify that because it helped, like, we are so aware that people are, there's a huge amounts of people that are so tightly bound to one side of the polarity and it's uncomfortable And it's really like, you know, we keep reaching these edges of it where it's like, well, are you, are you really going to stay so hard and fast and true to your side of the polarity, even though the, um, the discomfort is getting more and more intense. And eventually that discomfort gets so intense, they have to break through to something else. Mm -hmm. Right. And the scales continue to balance. 
Um, so I couldn't agree with you more. Like we definitely, this shot humanity into higher levels of consciousness a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like the great awakening as they're calling it. And I think we're seeing that big time, like across the globe, but I know I'm even just seeing that in my circle that like people I see every day or the people that are coming into my field, like it's pretty amazing. Um, I feel like the, the circle of people that I hung out with a year ago even has changed so much based off of kind of where I've been drawn in the last yeah year or even a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Change is happening really quickly. It is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> time. Well, and trauma does that. Yeah. Right? Trauma too, that's, that's the purpose of trauma. So we can either evolve forward or we can evolve backwards. Like neither, you know, one is not better than the other. We don't need to, you know, make judgment about it. Um, but obviously like we want to amplify higher levels of consciousness, which means like, hopefully we're evolving forward. And so, um, yeah, and that, you know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful that, you know, that's what you're seeing happening, even in your own friend group in such a short amount of time, mm -hmm. it really helps us to get clear, right. It, it, it brings a lot of clarity around who do I want to be spending my time with? What do I want to be spending my time doing? Right. It's gotten that much more comfortable to be in those sort of like lower level frequencies and places that feel where you just know, you know, in your body, right. Yeah. This is not where I'm supposed to be, or this is not the person I'm supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's that so true. One of the big things too, you brought up with trauma. Like I know even for me, like I went through like a major traumatic event and loss. And even after that, like I knew that I either had to, you know, cut off certain friendships and change and let things go because I had to keep evolving forward. Like, you know, you went through something traumatic and your life changed instantly, but like mm -hmm. you can't hold on to all of the pieces you once had, right? Like you'll have to let things go and make room for, you know, new things to come in and like the new path you're supposed to be on too. So I think that was just something too that I've even noticed in my own healing, I guess. Like it's not always easy to let things go, but sometimes it is for the best, whether you feel like it is or not at the time, but yeah. Absolutely. And that's another law at play. That's the universal law of vacuum, right? What, when something leaves, something else has to come in its place. It has to, you know, so even in loss, there are gifts. There are so many gifts that come. It's the law. It has to. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 21 years old, I lost my boyfriend of two years tragically in a car crash. And that really set off, like that was a catalyst for me. And even though at the time it didn't feel that way because I went through several years of like really, really, really dark, like it went really dark. Um, and through a series of just like random synchronicities, I ended up working with a life growth facilitator when I was 24, his name was Yona. And like, it was just the most random thing. Like my friends were like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who is this person you're working with? Like, he was this like short Israeli man with like curly hair, bald, um, but he was phenomenal and he was a healer. Mm -hmm. And I, I was super committed and I worked with him and it was really uncomfortable, like so uncomfortable. And we would do these two hour sessions in, in his apartment. And I worked with him for a little over a year and it just like 
radically transformed the direction of my life, you know? So now I look back on that tragedy of that loss of that person that I loved so much. And even to this day, I'm still receiving, I'm still receiving from that loss, like more insights and awareness and more layers of who I am come forward um, through that one experience with him. Like it's, it's uncanny. It blows my mind. Yeah. I just want to say like, I'm sorry for your loss. And unfortunately, like I experienced something very similar at a very similar age. My boyfriend, when I was 24, was killed in an accident tragically as well. And, um, you know, it was really, I mean, it still is hard. We're coming up on the three-year mark now. And like in the past year, I guess I've been doing a lot more, you know, exploring this energy work and spirituality. And I feel like my life um, now, I do feel like I am in a happier place like not not to do with him but like you know what I mean like I feel like I'm fulfilling more in my life now that you know I went through that really really crappy experience but from it I've learned so much about myself and just honestly about like the world and everything in general and like I feel like I never would have learned any of this if I hadn't gone through something so traumatic um but you don't think of that at the time right you're so loss and deep in grief that you don't feel like you're ever going to get to a point where you know you can kind of keep your head above water a little bit longer than you know a few minutes but it's yeah well I'm so sorry that you had to go through that loss absolutely um but again like you just said you are already starting to like recognize those little seeds that were planted in the loss and like those seeds are seeds of possibility mm-hmm. right they're seeds of opportunity um and for you to be doing that you know just 3 years out i think that's like freaking phenomenal like mm-hmm. really 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 incredible um you know like for myself only just a few years ago I had another breakthrough healing about it and this is like we're this is like you know 20 years later you know um but there's not to say there's anything wrong with that but you know for you to be where you are in your healing journey I think that's something that's really something to celebrate Mm -hmm. thank you yeah I mean Lex and I have been this is part of it too our healing right is talking to all of these different kinds of people that work in these different areas to learn a bit more and um, yeah, help other people heal, I guess, too, that are listening to it. Like even just sharing my story in the first episode, we had a lot of people reach out after and just like, you know, when you hear someone else's story that's been through something similar or not even similar, but traumatic or difficult, it can help you also, you know, either not necessarily share your story, but like feel like you relate to someone. Um, Cause that was the biggest thing after he passed away. I didn't feel like I could relate to anyone. Cause I was like, a 24 year old like loses their boyfriend in this way, right? So it can, you know, even just hearing your story it's like similar age and like tragic. And you know what I mean? Like, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's so much power in talking about it and, and in sharing the story sure. because you know, we live in a culture that thinks that time is the measure of everything, right? Like 
oh, it's been a year. Uh, you're not over that yet. Right. Or, oh, it's, this is still a thing for you 10 years later. What's wrong with you. Right. Like we really use that, like that's that concept of time, but really there is no time. And, you know, you can have one interaction with somebody that lasts for 10 minutes and it changes your entire life. Right. Or people can be in marriages for 30 years that were never any good. Right. But we celebrate that, you know, so, and talking about it is the thing, like letting it be seen and heard and felt, um, you know, and that's what we do in, in my tapping practice is you allow things to be seen and heard and felt. And maybe you haven't allowed that to happen in that way before. And suddenly you have like this huge, profound understanding or knowing or breakthrough just because you let it come forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So that's, it's incredible that you're doing that. It's such a big piece in healing is like allowing things to come up and, and acknowledging them when they do come up, because if you're not acknowledging that they're there, then to get through them is not something that you're going to be able to do. So yeah, yeah. like the, the things like tapping that allow you in these gentle ways to get through whatever it is that's coming up I think like that's one of the really cool things about when I was looking at your website and exploring the tapping a little bit more it's like the the ways in which people can access those traumas or experiences or feelings in ways that are maybe a little bit less invasive than like talk therapy or big time other modalities. Oh yeah. I hear all the time in my practice, like I've been working on this in therapy for like 10 years. I, first of all, I can't believe it's still coming up now. That's annoying. And secondly, they're like, we just cleared that in one tapping session and I've been working on it for years. Right. It, it really is, it's gentle and it's, yeah, it's super effective. Maybe we will just um, share with our, or get you to share with our listeners a little bit about how they can connect with you if they're interested in either an EFT session or any of your coaching. Um, And then also if they wanted to check out your website, do you mind just sharing what, how that booking process and everything? Sure. So my website is selfloverebel.com. Uh, and so you can find me there. That's a great home base. You can find me on Instagram at self.love.rebel. And you can find me at selfloverebel on Facebook. Um, I have a free community on Facebook uh, called Self Love Rebel Women. And so in there, I've got tons and tons of tapping content. I just realized now we're like almost at time and we didn't even tap. Um, but I have also on my website, you can download a free resource um, where it, you know, it, it's a what is it? It's like an ebook or workbook or whatever. Um, and explains like who I am and what I do. It gives you some more details about tapping and the tapping points. And then I guide you through a tapping experience. There's even some, some journal prompts and stuff that you can dive into if you want to. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah. Okay. It looks like we do have a couple minutes. Do you want to guide us through a little bit of tapping? Yeah, let's just do a quick tap. Let's do Okay, excellent. So normally when I tap, like we, we want to get a couple rounds in, but let's just do a quick tap and, um, we'll just kind of like end on, on like some high vibey sort of energy. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Okay. So I'm going to invite you to start tapping on the side of the hand. 
And let's take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Beautiful. And if it's safe for you to do so, as long as you're not driving, I do invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to come into you, taking a nice big deep breath again into the heart space and out. Good job. And so I invite you to repeat the words after me. This is kind of like Simon says. So just go with it. We're going to say this, even though. Even though. Um, I don't know what the future holds for me. I don't know what the future holds for me. I can choose to love that. I can choose to love that. And I fully accept all of who I am. And I fully accept all of who I am. Even though maybe I don't know my path right now. Even though maybe I don't know my path right now. I'm learning to know what I love. I'm learning to know what I love. And I choose to accept that too. And I choose to accept that too. Especially because I feel this buzz in my body. Especially because I feel this buzz in my body. This excitement when I think about what I love. This excitement when I think about what I love. And I choose to invite this buzz to lead me now. And I choose to invite this buzz to lead me now. Top of the head. This feeling of energy in my body. This feeling of energy in my body. Eyebrow point. I want to ascribe a meaning to it. I want to ascribe a meaning to it. Side of the eye. But I am going to resist that. But I am going to resist that. Underneath the eyes. I'm just going to be with this energy in my body. I'm just going to be with this energy in my body. Underneath the nose, thinking about things I love to do. Thinking about things I love to do. Underneath the mouth, thinking about the things that make me feel excited and energized. Thinking about the things that make me feel excited and energized. Collarbone point. I'm inviting, I'm inviting this feeling. I'm inviting this feeling underneath the arms to grow in my body now to grow in my body now underneath the chest because I get to choose because I get to choose rest point I get to choose what I experience I get to choose what I experience top of the head I'm the authority of my experiences I'm the authority of my experiences eyebrow point and I'm planting a seed now and I'm planting a seed now. Side of the eye with this love and excitement flowing through my body. With this love and excitement flowing through my body. Underneath the eyes, I'm planting a seed of possibility. I'm planting a seed of possibility. Underneath the nose, that more and more of this feeling of love. That more and more of this feeling of love. Underneath the mouth and this feeling of energy. And this feeling of energy. Collarbone point. It's going to direct my actions. It's going to direct my actions. Underneath the arms. It's going to create clarity and focus. It's going to create clarity and focus. Underneath the chest. It's going to create incredible possibility for me. It's going to create incredible possibility for me. Rest point. The seed is planted now. The seed is planted now. Top of the head. I'm going to water it with some more love. I'm going to water it with some more love. Eyebrow point and give it space to unfold. And give it space to unfold. And now let's tap again on the side of the hand. And we're going to say, yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. And so it is. And so it is. Okay, so take a nice big deep breath. And out. Okay, well done. Just planted a seed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great, thanks you guys. Thanks for listening. To support us, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you next week for our next episode of the Soul Connection Duo podcast.